0: We return to the distant future, where mutants and demons run amok, but now vampires are in space. Let's talk about it this week as we cover the far superior sequel, Vampire Hunter D. (laughs) Bloodlust. I didn't mean to blow out your speakers there, because that's pretty much been the tale of the tape this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it might it might have cut out a little bit, but we'll be all right. We'll we'll get oh, through it. Oh, that's okay. How the hell are you, man? I am good, Chris. I am. Uh, I'm glad to have finally have watched Vampire Hunter D: Bloodlust after years of people asking me to watch it, and uh, oh damn. After getting well, I hope it. A... After getting through the audio issues that I had, I think it was very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Excellent.
0: That's always good to hear because, like I said before, this is one of my favorite movies, not just anime movies. And, uh, man, it was really nice to give this a watch again. So we've got, you know, nothing but really positive things to say this week. I love having – I love – well, A, you know, I'm going to be happy to also kind of put vampire stuff to bed for a little while.
1: Oh, my God, dude. I'm not nominating anything vampire for at least a year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm
1: okay with putting – Unless I do it by accident and I don't know – and we
0: just get hit with another Alucard and another Carmilla. Right, right. And I, I'm okay with putting the vampire stuff to bed. But thankfully, the last couple that we've watched have been good. Castlevania was excellent. And I love that you can clearly see the inspiration uh, that you know for Castlevania in this movie. Um from an anim- from animation to aesthetics, like everything. I feel like I feel like the guys do Castlevania was like, hey, remember vampire herdy bloodlust from 20 years ago? Hey, let's do that again. Yeah. Let's go on that ride again.
1: Yeah, you you can absolutely tell. Um mm-hmm. and I think we've covered most of the uh I shouldn't say that cuz then we'll probably get tortured on Twitter or something, but <laughs> we've covered a lot of really good vampire anime between Helsing Ultimate, Castlevania mm-hmm. and Vampire Under D. I think we've covered like at least what I what I need to have have watched in my lifetime.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um and all of them excellent. Um and of course, you know, we, we there's only one place Cody, where you can just such a nice just a fun casual look at anime and that of course is shonen and suds i'm your host chris adams
1: and i am cody snodgrass
0: and of course as always we are back and like we've said we're covering vampire hunter d bloodlust um you know clearly we got nothing but good things to say about it um and cody i'm actually really glad you enjoyed this um because this was one i was worried because like again i'm an old man so, like, my old man animes, I get worried that they're not going to hold up. But I think this one, like, this one definitely holds up. Like, it's from 2000. This is a 21-year-old movie, but, like, the animation doesn't look that old. The quality of the voice acting is definitely not that old. Because, thankfully, this movie came out in a time when, like, again, like I said uh, last week, like, anime dubs were starting to become, like, a, like they were starting to be taken a little more seriously. So, like, you've got some, like, big name voice actors in this movie. Like, we talked about uh, our girl Layla. Cody, She it's fucking Bobby Hill. Oh, man. Oh, I, oh. I was waiting for her to say, that's my purse. I don't know you. Yeah, dude. As soon
1: as I heard her voice, I l- instantly went to the Google search. I was like, I know this is Spinelli from Recess, but I know I've heard this somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Got, she played Pajama Sam, one of my favorite, like, point-and-click PC games as a kid. Uh, uh bobby hill obviously she pretty much just carried my childhood on her back and mm-hmm. got us where we needed to go and now here we are it's come full circle and now i'm checking out one of her uh one of her throwbacks so
0: no yeah. absolutely and then you've got so, you know some classics you know john dimaggio's just a kind of a, just kind of a name uh just a, a namestay for you know anime dubs and you got um what I, what I, one of the ones that i really like is uh you know, Dwight Schultz does a voice for a couple characters in the movie. um, he i I will always remember him as uh, Lieutenant Barkley from Star Trek The Next Generation. So like seeing Dwight Schultz do some stuff in anime, like again, like this is a quality quality dub. Um, so like it it's just really, really good. and I'm really, really glad that it still holds up. and really, the gripes are so venable. um the only thing that I even think about, and we'll talk about it as we dive in, Cody, like, I I wish the ending sequence was a little bit longer. Like, I wish there was 20 more minutes added to the movie, and they could easily add, like, five minutes. Just give me a four- or five-minute fight scene with the, uh, with the wolf guy in D, and I think that would have maybe helped kind of pace the ending a little bit better.
1: Yeah, maybe a couple more minutes with that fight, and then the illusions at the end, like I, we mentioned before the podcast, it's a little bit confusing if I could have just known
0: mm-hmm.
1: like a- any little like drop of detail before I before I was like questioning like I was like wait what's
0: going on here? Um, yeah, what the yeah, it get cuz it it moves it moves very quickly and does feel a little jumbled. I'll definitely concede to that. Mm-hmm. Um so I think maybe another 15 20 minutes of the movie and you can even sprinkle that pretty much from the moment they get to the castle to the end anywhere in there just another 20 minutes somewhere i think could have definitely um helped the ending be a little bit better though i'm not it, it's a, it's a nine out of ten as it is um but it could have been like i mean that, that's so fucking douchey of me to say it's a nine out of ten but it, it could have been better yeah yeah it all, I
1: but it, like not it can't be perfect but uh no it is very good damn near uh, damn near I, I think even maybe like five minutes probably would have been enough if they just made, sure. it, made it quick you can have d
0: whip somebody's ass in a minute no absolutely absolutely but it's a quality quality flick cody and i can't wait to dive in but uh but we got some stuff to cover this week we got some news to cover we got some some questions on twitter um we got it all. we've got we've got a lot to we got a lot to go over here we got a poll um we we got um you know An interesting poll, because I want to say we had a tie this week, so we're going to talk about how we're going to cover that, and uh, just a little bit of news, but Cody, I am already parched, but we haven't even gotten started yet, so (laughs) I need to know, and the fans at home need to know, what you drinking? All right, Chris.
1: I got to take a, let me take a swig of this first before I Oh, go
0: ahead. Oh, all right. Oh, that is paint thinner, isn't it?
1: (laughs) All right, let's talk about it. Let's, let's Chris, you always give the tail of the tape on the shows that we watch, and let me give you the tail of the tape on this one. Oh boy, we have a twenty-five ounce, eight percent alcohol—the big one, the natty daddy, <laughs>
0: okay. but not
1: just your regular natty daddy. It is a uh, the
0: enforcer natty daddy.
1: <laughs> the watermelon lemonade. Oh man, this thing! I just found it at Seven Eleven, twenty-five minutes ago, and uh, it probably cost me. A dollar and some change. (laughs) uh, Oh
0: my god!
1: It is it is
0: rough, Chris. Watermelon lemonade, natural light. I mean, it it, like two of those three things sound like they would be really good together, but definitely one of those does not belong.
1: (laughs) Oh man, it is. It's something.
0: It's like, it's like you're like. (laughs) <laughs> like you're would... basically like giving us like the shitty version of like the horse you have got rick flair arn anderson oh here's mongo mcmichael watermelon lemonade natty light Ooh, yeah it is um
1: oh i would rather drink a natty rush over this 100 wow. that's a
0: that's a bold statement
1: yeah and uh there is some regret here, but, uh, you know, Chris, There, there is, before I get to your drink, or before we get to your drink, there is a little, a little glimmer of hope on the horizon, because after I grabbed this, I rolled down to the next, like, little glass door that they have all the beers in, and now we have a Bud Light seltzer tea pack, so... Oh, shit! The man, hits keep on coming! I'm telling you, man, every four weeks we got a new Bud Light party pack, or a new Truly, or a new Mike's... The seltzers just, they I mean, they all just copy each other at this point, but like...
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: We got to try them all, uh, so...
0: Oh, absolutely. It's very, it's very much our own version of Pokemon here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but enough about that, Chris. What, what are you drinking today? Well, um, you know, I'm going a little classy this week, Cody. You know, I have just completely obliterated every tropical, truly fucking seltzer in my refrigerator. So I had to go back to the red wine. Um, I'm doing another, um, and you know, we I saw the bottle in the grocery store. I, Nineteen Crimes is one of my like favorite brands of red wine. They have like um, they have like a cab. And they have a couple red blends. Well, this bottle stuck out to me because it's got fucking Snoop Dogg's face on it. I'm like, well, all right, I'm in for chisel. Love that. So it's a it's a it's a they call it Cali red. So I mean, it's just probably just a West Coast red blend. Um, but again. Typical red wine, very jammy, very fruity, um, very very bold. So, it's it's been just a good like honestly every every day I've gotten off of work I've poured myself a couple fingers of red wine and I've been just hanging out. So, so not as adventurous today as uh, you with the old watermelon daddy daddy. Oh, that's but,
1: right. Um, somebody's got to yeah, keep us classy around here.
0: <laughs> well, and we're also watching what I feel is a very classy anime today, Cody, and uh, I don't know about you, do we want to save all the housekeeping for the end, or do we want to front-load that shit?
1: Uh, Let's go ahead. We'll save the poll for the end. We can do some of the...
0: Or... Hmm. How do I want to do this? Yeah, you tell me. You tell me, Boss Hog. You're the natty daddy on this episode. <laughs> let's see. We'll do...
1: Yeah, we'll go ahead and just save all the housekeeping for the end. So, we'll just move go ahead and you take care of the tail of the tape. Do your thing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll backload the housekeeping stuff, but we're going to dive into what everybody wants to talk about, and of course, that is Vampire Hunter D: Bloodlust. Um, the sequel quote unquote to the 1986 Vampire Hunter D anime, but it's also based on this movie is actually based on the third novel in the series. Um, which is kind of funny that the novel is called Demon Death Chase. And this whole movie is basically like a Mad Max style chase, which I think is really, really cool. Um, of course, Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust, let's go a quick tale of the tape, uh, released July 2000 at a, uh, I believe it was an anime festival, um, but it was actually fully released in Japan, April 21st, 2001. And I want to say it was later that year that it actually hit. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was, February twelfth, two thousand two, when it released. Um, now while I don't remember the exact date until I actually looked at it here, I remember pre-ordering the DVD from fucking Suncoast. I was so excited for this movie to come out, Cody, because I had been following it like in magazines and um in you know the early, early days of the internet. So, so when I found talk- out that there was a do what? When you're talking about pre-ordering
1: DVDs, I <laughs> yes, I was like, well, You could do that?"
0: <laughs> yeah, well, back in the day, like you could go into Suncoast or whatever, you know, Sam Goody, whatever store you bought your DVDs from, and new releases you could pre-order. So when Vampire Diaries Bloodlust came out, I I, I remember because I was buying. I forget what anime I was buying at the time on DVD because I had I I had maybe had a PlayStation Two for about maybe a year and a half at this point. So, you and again, Cody, again, I'm older. DVDs were still, like, brand fucking new. Like, you mean I don't have to rewind a tape
1: oh, anymore? Yeah. yeah, I remember get when... Get the fuck out of here. I remember when my dad first got our DVD player, and I was like, this is awesome. Dude, fucking <laughs>
0: mind-blowing.
1: Because, I mean, as a kid, you had to be the one to go re- rewind everything. <laughs> like, oh,
0: I, <laughs> yeah, once you get up in a... And then if you had one of those, like, fucking turbo lightning... So, you know, this is what the rich kid had, and my, uh, well, my stepmom had one. We, so we kind of inherited one. She had like a separate rewinder, right? It was like you plugged it into the wall, you put the tape in, you shut it, it rewound it automatically. But sometimes this thing had a fucking jet engine on it because depending on the tape, it would rewind it so hard it would just snap the tape right off the reel. Oh damn! <laughs> it's like god damn! <laughs> you rewinded this tape into oblivion. <laughs> but. But yeah, dude, so like I remember pre ordering this DVD and I remember I was in my, I was in maybe my second year of college at this point. And I remember the day it was released, I actually fucking just cut all my classes that day. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. And I, Cody, I watched this movie like four times in a fucking row because I was still living at home at the time. And we had a room that had like a projector with a DVD hooked up to it. And like the entire wall was the screen. So I looked at my parents, like, I'm going upstairs. I'm going to watch this movie several times over. So I'll be up there and I'm going to shut the door so none of y'all can, uh, so it doesn't bother y'all. So I remember just sitting in that room all day long. I went to Taco Bell, got fucking loaded up on fucking tacos, had myself some fucking Theodore Brewskis. And I didn't leave the fucking room. I watched this movie. Four times, man. It was so fucking amazing. So, this movie has a special place in my heart, if you couldn't tell.
1: No, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's what you should do with anything you love, right, Chris? Just skip school, absolutely. call off work, go to Taco Bell, of course. That's a staple move.
0: Absolutely. And just enjoy and, uh, it to the fullest. <laughs> and a funny thing about this movie, Cody, it was actually... Um, I want to say the movie was actually... Um, the movie was actually intended to be shown in theaters in America. Um, of course, at the time, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it... I remember. I'm trying to think because I remember seeing this movie in theaters, but well after the DVD release, they were just showing it at like the little theater up the street. Um, but it was it, this was like this wasn't like the initial the initial theatrical release. Like I, I'm, I'm taking a trip down memory lane here, which has been a kind of a theme. On podcast for me in the last you know few weeks, yeah. But, um,
1: yeah, it looks at like it had like a small American release.
0: <clears throat> yeah, like super small. Like, yeah. I don't even think it was playing in, in Virginia like anywhere.
1: Yeah, this says six theaters, but I know. Oh yeah. That, that's not going to be quite accurate. There's definitely way more than that, but. Um,
0: yeah, but I know they showed it in theaters after the DVD release. I was like, well, fuck, I don't see this in theaters, so. Um, so I had a chance to do that, but I mean, at this point I had seen the movie like a hundred times, so like, I think the novelty had worn off, but I mean, again, I would I would tell you where my grandmother hides her money to go see this movie in theaters <laughs> right now.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of going in, like, even if it's a movie I've seen a ton, ton of times, like, I've seen some of the Studio Ghibli films after, well, after mm-hmm. the release. Um, yep. Any animated film, really, just, like, and even like some of, like, throwback movies, like, I know every year they bring back like uh like some old school like movies. I'm trying to think of some examples. Like Back to the Future was a big one. Like Yeah, um
0: like usually right be- like on the well, yeah, yeah no, go ahead. Go
1: like ahead. right before COVID, Back to the Future had like its I don't know, 30th anniversary, whatever anniversary it was, and they they were showing yeah. all the films and I I think it's cool to be able to like that they do that.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and I was going to say um when I got married, um when me and my wife were on our honeymoon, um, we were up in DC, and we just happened to see that they were showing the the original Ridley Scott in in theaters for the 40th anniversary. And I was like, um, "Do you want to go see a fucking movie tonight?" I know it's like you know we're just chilling, and we're just doing a bunch of stuff every day. So we did. We went to dinner, and then we went to the. I guess the movie the movie theater in DC is like attached to like where the Capitals play. So there's like you can go up to the the movie theater. Or you can go like the other way, and then just go to a fucking Caps game if you want to. Oh, but be, um, that'd
1: have been a tough choice if the Caps were in oh, town.
0: Oh, that game was sold out. So <laughs> there was no way we were going to see a hockey game. Damn. But we went up. We went upstairs and watched Alien in theaters. And then that's you know not to not to go off on a tangent, but I think Alien, the original Alien. Is one of the best horror movies, if not the best horror movie ever made. And I highly recommend anybody, if you get a chance to see that movie in theaters, do it. Because it is not the same movie that you're watching on TV. It's a very different experience.
1: Yeah, I'll have to look for that. See if it comes around on the 45th anniversary or something. <laughs> oh,
0: it probably will. They usually show it. Usually you'll see it in uh, in theaters around Halloween because it is considered a horror movie. Yeah. Um, so it's usually like a Fathom event or whatever that shows it. So yeah, definitely. But Cody, you know that's a hell of a segue because you know we're, we're we're talking spooky things. We are gonna go back to the distant future, and Cody, when this movie opens, we kind of get like almost like an update of kind of what's happening because we're still in the same world, mm-hmm. but now vampire their numbers are dwindling. Um, you get you're kind of met. It shows like in space. There's like these these I don't know like almost like space stations or something like this but they almost look like castles that are in space are all just crumbled and tore up but you're seeing, you get like a little blurb that says you know, in the distant future vampire numbers are dwindling and then you're seeing that basically more hunters are, like a new class of hunter has emerged called bounty hunters um, that basically just live to hunt vampires and then you know, it gives the whole, there's one son, there's one, one among them who's a Dan Peel a Dunpeel, who's you know half human, half vampire, so they kind of give like the the real quick. Hey, here, here's here's the main character then they go cut right to the logo. And Cody, what you'll as soon as they go right to like the intro, you'll notice the animation in this is definitely much more state of the art, even for like even by today's standards, dude. I think this I think the animation of this movie still holds up today. Like it is a beautiful movie to watch.
1: Yeah, I think the animation's. Vastly improved. Obviously, it's fifteen years after the original. Um,
0: uh-huh.
1: The only I, I did have one question here is uh-huh. in the first movie it was a dampier, right? And yeah, this one yeah, they're ending dampier. that word with an L, right? I, they're saying like dampel or dampiel. Uh
0: They're they're, they're saying peel. which I I think I, I think I think it's just uh it's translation issues. Yeah, yeah it's a potato potato type situation. Yeah,
1: I considered it all the same thing, but I was just like I was like maybe they're just maybe they're correcting that, but um. They also, yeah, they, I don't know. Yeah, regardless, we know what he, we know what uh, our boy D is. Um, but then they mm-hmm. also mention that like, like vampires are starting to like, they still rule the night, but they're starting, their numbers are starting to dwindle. Yep. Um, because which,
0: of these bounty hunters emerging.
1: Yeah, because it seemed like in the first movie, D was like the only one that was kind of crazy enough to do all this, and now we got. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'll meet y- your favorite Marcus brothers, who are oh, also damn in the business.
0: Right. You got dog. The business is We we got everybody. (laughs) Boba Boba Fett shows up. Fucking everybody. Spike Spiegel makes an appearance. They're all here. The gang's all here. That's right. But this movie opens up. It's a you know very again. You'll see almost immediately that like it still has like the aesthetic of what you would expect. Like again, like you can watch this and see where Castlevania got its inspiration from because this movie opens up. We're in a uh, you know. A, you know, a, a small village um, and you start to see like all the religious symbols start to like crumble, like all the crosses just start to creak and crumble. You see a carriage with like these vampire horses come rolling through the street. The water's freezing, plants are dying. And um, so you're like, okay, well, this is clearly a vampire, right? They make no fucking bones about it. Um, but then it cuts to a young woman laying in bed. She her eyes are open. She's facing away from the window, which starts to open up. And outside of the window, you see a you know a visage of uh, clearly what is a vampire come in. She faints. And I really what I really like again, the animation does it a lot of justice here where like the mirror she has in her room cracks, she faints. He comes in the room, you see her pick up, and it cuts to like the mirror, and all you see is her body floating as it kind of just whisks away
1: um now that's good that that is because like you can't see vampires in a mirror i believe is like the the lore thing okay yeah i thought that was reflection yeah i thought that was pretty cool it's like a small little just a little subtle scene but i I like how they added that uh, little attention to detail yeah
0: and, and again like i just love how fluid the movement was like she's just floating and like just again like it's a very just soft whisk away there i don't know like there's just little little subtle touches like that um so yeah, that's kind of how the the opening scene goes. Uh, we we've got our damsel in distress. We've got our vampire. Let's fucking rock and roll because the next scene here we're we're now introduced to the titular character, uh, Cody. Uh, we cut to a bunch of uh, just uh, we're almost like in a very dilapidated kind of deserty, but I don't know, it's just a real barren kind of area. And we're uh, there's just these guys on this ruined church building they got guns trained on our man d just coming up you know just coming up the the roadway to this church and when he comes inside there's two people in there um an older man like in a wheelchair and then a a younger guy who start to you know talk about you know basically we kind of get the premise of the movie these guys one of the younger guy is the sister of the girl the, the brother of the girl who was kidnapped her name is charlotte um and I guess this guy is a priest who actually is her father. So what happens here, Cody, is they they mention that the vampire took her in the middle of the night, and you know we, we are hiring you to find her. We need you to bring her. the The brother's very like, you know, we need you to bring her back alive. We, need to, you know, you need to hurry. You need to get her. Here's ten million. This is a down payment. You'll get the rest. Uh, you'll get the rest later. Mm-hmm. And of course, D is very like, what if she's changed? You know, what, what he's, and the brother's like, well, you need to make sure that shit doesn't happen. And like the the father being the voice of reason is like, well, you know, hey, bring her back one way or another. If you have to kill her, if she changes, you know, just do me a just do me a favor and make sure that her death is quick and painless. <laughs> and like, and D just no fucking fucks about it, dude. It's just like, I don't know. $10 million might not be enough for what you want me to do here.
1: Yeah, he's like, and double. And follow, no, let me get double payment on this.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the father's like, fine, I'll double it. And um, so, cooler heads prevail here. D takes his money, and the brother's like, well, by the way, you might want to hurry up, because you're not the only one I hired. I've hired the Marcus brothers, and they've got a day head start on you. So, Cody, from there, we're going into pretty much my favorite scene in the entire movie and i urge anybody if you didn't watch this movie along with us just go to youtube and just type in vampire hunter d marcus brothers intro because cody this is my favorite part the entire fucking like so you see this giant like battle armored vehicle roll up into this town and there's this like drunkard just sitting just crashed out in front of the well and you just see this big burly arm come out and grab him, and there's like, and he's just like, just see a carriage come through here, and the guy's like, mm. and like it's so weird, like homeboy knows what's up because he's like, he just like grabs him by the face and like turns his head. And you can see the punctuals from where he's been, um, from where he's been bitten. He's like, you're lying, and just throws him. So Cody shit hits the fan very fucking quickly here.
1: Oh yeah, we get our first big action scene. We get introduced to all the Marcus brothers and their. Uh, I, and the
0: Marcus sister?
1: Yeah, she's a. We, we get. I. I think she's a sister, but she's actually. We find
0: out later that she's not actually related. Yeah, we. we I guess she's adopted or just part of the. Just part of the team, but uh, right. yeah, we are introduced to Borgoff, Kyle, Nolt, Layla, and Grove, the Marcus brothers, a team of hunters who are also on the chase here, uh, chasing down our vampire lord. Um, whose name we don't get, I, I believe we got his name in the previous scene. Uh, his name is Meyer Link, um, yep. who's a vampire baron.
1: Yeah, and actually, just, uh, just real quick before we get too far ahead, um, <clears throat> I just realized the voice actor for Borgoff is actually Oren from uh, Final Fantasy X. So.
0: That's so funny. I knew, that I recognized so his voice
1: from somewhere, and I was kind of just, while you were talking, I was kind of just scrolling through mm-hmm. Wikipedia, and I found that out, and I was like, I knew I knew him from somewhere, so.
0: He just gets yeah, the. off is actually two, my favorite character. He gets to
1: play two awesome characters in his career, so that's that's just a fun little side note.
0: Absolutely. So, um, so they get to this village and they realize quickly that the whole town has basically been transformed. And he's like, "Well, time to go to work." And uh, so they get out of the van, and this is a, just a, just a great action scene. Like, I love where like. Because Borgoff has this little, like, crossbow gauntlet. He just puts it up in the air and just starts locking and loading as they start to get rushed down by all these, like, zombies and ghouls. And you just start to see him, like, rain arrows just on top of everything. And uh, Kyle is kind of, the, he's, he's kind of, you know, they've all got their tropes. Borgoff is just the, the gruff leader. Kyle is kind of, like, the wise-ass, very agile. He's got these, like, dagger-like things. They're almost similar to the weapon that Trevor had it in the last uh, season of Castlevania, like the cross knife.
1: Yeah, it's almost like a sort of like a boomerang type thing. Um it it actually reminded me of the guy from the first movie. Um
0: Oh, Rickanzi.
1: Yeah, it reminded me of his weapon a little bit too. Um but yeah, he's got like blades and all kinds of stuff. And then of course you gotta have your big brute
0: Yeah big is... dumb guy with a hammer that we that's got it. that's Nolt. Yep. Who uh who actually I like his character design. He's got like the cross like painted on his face and he's got like a big dumb hammer with like a it's like it's like a big log that's been staked to a point on one end and he's just just ripping motherfuckers to shreds while he's just spinning this thing around. And then of course Layla's just got guns. She's just like boom, boom. And Grove is just laying in the van. So, we don't know what's up with him yet, but he's just cuz they tell him it's like hey man, stay in the van. Do you need to rest. Yeah. Um, but of seems course, like... we'll see what this motherfucker can do later. Yeah, it seems like he's
1: in pretty severe condition because he's on—he's got like IVs and stuff hooked up to him. Yeah,
0: like the oxygen in his nose. Homeboy is frail. But uh, so but the Marcus brothers make quick work of all the goals in this town, and um, after they finish up, they they hear—they're like, "Hey, do y'all, hear that?" And they hear like the the sound of a horse, and like Borgoff was like measuring up. He's like right there and lets an arrow go. And uh, we get this really cool scene where we finally get to see like this is where D meets the Marcus brothers, and it's actually like the art on the poster. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, uh, he just catches the arrow, and his the horse like you know like I don't know what that is where they just, just like, get on their hind legs, like rears up, and yeah, the horse rears up, and it's just really really cool scene there, like the moon behind him. So just a really cool scene. Yeah, you got and you um... got
1: D's cape goes up in the air; it almost looks like wings, almost. Uh, yep. with like the moonlight in the background, it it definitely makes for a good movie poster for sure.
0: Absolutely, and then uh, and then of course Borgoff is like, you know, hey, we should work together. We're after the same thing, right? And D is just like, whatever.
1: Yeah, he's, and, he's uh, like, "What's your name?" He's like, "D,"
0: <laughs> and then he just rides off. And Borgoff is like, "Oh shit, that's, uh, that's the guy. That's a uh, that's that's the, that's the famous Dan Peel hunter." And uh, Kyle, of course, is like. What the fuck are you doing man that guy's competition we don't need to be helping him with anything let's uh let's go do our own thing let's get this shit done right
1: yeah well but um <laughs> if it wasn't for d i don't think these these brothers would have made it nearly as far as they did no no
0: because while, while these guys are good this is a classic um this is a classic trope where you've got somebody who's really good at what they do but this this one assignment just they're just a little bit in over their head um so, what we get next, Cody? we get a really cool scene here. Um, we, we flash over. i'm trying to I'm trying to get it all jumbled out of my head. but we we get to see what a really cool, like a vampire safe house, like a resting house. Um, mm-hmm. cause it's just right because when they're doing that, Layla pulls out like a little like unibike from the van. And she goes hauling off after D. And she's just she I guess Layla's just ready to get shit done, right? So. We get this really cool scene where there's like this reflective um, resting house, which is really cool. It's this, this, this thing is just a, it's a hidden structure that vampires who are traveling, they could just pop into these things and wait for nightfall. And Cody, these things are fucking heavily guarded, by the way.
1: Oh yeah, security is to a T on this thing. Um,
0: oh yeah, you got because... these little eyes that come out of nowhere and just start shooting fucking just little beams at everything.
1: Yeah, and we get to hear our, from our good friend the left hand and he he basically oh. figures out like he's trying to figure out where the door to, to like the entrance is cuz it's obviously it's like an invisible thing you can kind of see like it's reflection um mm-hmm. and before he can like they him and D get through the security um
0: which is really cool he's got like a handful of rocks and he's like he's walking in a straight line and he's like flicking them off to the sides to like cuz i guess these these the security system is motion mm-hmm. detect it detects motion so he's just like Just flicking stuff, which is, again, a really cool, just badass, kind of nonchalant scene. And, uh.
1: Yeah, he works his way up there the hard way, and then Layla, of course, comes storming in on the the fucking unicycle. The the unicycle motorcycle thing. With a
0: goddamn bazooka, by the way. (laughs) She's armed to the gills.
1: Yeah, and, like, while while they're. While she. While, like, all the security stuff's going off, um, we see our. Our boy Meyer, he kind of wakes up. Um. From his, his. Excuse me, got the. Got the fucking watermelon lemonade uh, whole, over here.
0: Not the natty bird.
1: Yeah, that one. That one. Oh, that was horrible. Um, but he he seems I'm to wake hot. up from his slumber, and he seems pretty uh, pretty pissed off, cause I mean they're disturbing his sleep.
0: Oh yeah. Well the uh, and then the so the door opens like on the far end, of course like D's on one end, and the the doors on the goddamn opposite side. So the car the the carriage starts um just starts hauling ass, and D starts hauling ass after it. Um. And we get we actually get here our first little uh, fight scene because Layla goes after the carriage as well, and she goes to uh, shoot Meyer with the bazooka. He just lifts his fucking cape up and just just deflects that 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 projectile right back at her, and like the shrapnel like gets her in the chest, and like so she she's she's hurt. I, I first time I saw this movie, Cody, I thought she was dead. I was like, well that fuck. Well there's the first one right there.
1: Oh man, down but, go down goes old Bobby Hill.
0: <laughs> oh, <no>, that's right. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. But uh so he's so she's I said he so she's down and D takes chase. We actually get our first little fight scene here uh with D and uh Meyer Link, and Meyer Link is not he is not a fucking pushover. Um it's almost like his cape is like metallic or something, because it's sharp, because he's him, him and D are, you know, they're fighting, and like he's able to deflect the sword blows from D with his cape, but you get like a little bit of um like a little what am i trying to say here uh, not get, all is not what it seems here cody yeah we get like because,
1: a you get like a small scene from charlotte and she yeah. says out Meyer's name and it makes it seem like she's not really it doesn't seem like she's kidnapped it seems like she's no. where she wants to be
0: exactly cuz um she's not tied up she's not anything and like and d when d hears her he he kind of gets distracted and, you know, he gets put, knocked off the carriage, and he's like, hey, wait, you know, did you hear that? And he's talking to the hand. He's like, did you hear that? She called out to him, and it's like, okay, well, wait a minute here. So it kind of changes, you know, it changes the thought process here. Like, we, now we need to know what's going on, but now D actually goes back to Layla and dresses her wound and helps heal her. And instead of a thank you from this cold bitch, she's like, oh, what'd you do? You just, just, take, you can just take clothes off of anybody you want to, you jerk. <laughs> And he's like, you're welcome. And because <laughs> like, like, she's like calling out for her mom. And she's like, what are you, my mom? He was like, no, but you were calling out for her. And he's like, drives off with like just the fucking sick burn. I was waiting for the sunglasses to come down and the fucking duber to just pop in his mouth, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She is just ungrateful as all hell because I'm pretty sure yeah, she might have bled bad. out here. Um, but
0: Oh, yeah, she was dead. She was dead if he didn't help her. But <laughs> so like the chase is on now, Cody. Um. She I want to say she goes back to um to the rest of the Marcus brothers. D goes off on his own and now we're introduced to a really this is this is another neat part of the movie Cody. Um basically they they know that the carriage is heading through uh barbaroy territory which um the barbaroy are basically like mutants um that are pretty much they're almost like hired hands for um night creatures. Um very similar. You could really guys put into perspective that Reganzi in the first movie is a Barbaroy.
1: Yeah, they're almost like the counterpart to a bounty hunter. Like yes. The vampires are being Absolutely. hunted and they hire these guys in response to protect them.
0: yeah Absolutely. So what's really cool here, we um so the Marcus brothers actually they catch up to the carriage. They see it and they're like, okay, well let's well fuck, huh, there it is. Let's go check it out. So, you know, they, they they take their positions and they try to surround the carriage and they're like they ask "Nope." they're like, Hey, nope, go check out the carriage, be careful. And he's just like, It'll be my pleasure, gentlemen. So he takes out his hammer and goes to whack the carriage on the side of the door and like it it kind of turns into this like this weird black tar kind of cloth thing. Yeah. So like
1: it's like a it's like a fake basically.
0: Yeah. Definitely like a trap. And then you hear this maniacal laughing, basically saying, you know, you dare enter Barbaroy. And you see, while they're standing there figuring stuff out, you see uh, this kind of this figure come out of the shadow on Nolt and takes this knife and stabs Nolt's shadow. And you see him like, ah, like he like twinges in pain. And he turns around and just. That you see this thing jump out of the shadow and into the wall and he just pretty much takes his hammer and just slams it into the wall. Um
1: yeah, and, and, this, and this one is Bingy, I believe, right? Yeah, this is
0: Bingy, yeah. Okay. That's the and, only uh, one of
1: these things names I remember of these like
0: Well it's it's the only one whose name uh, though you you the other the the, the the um the shapeshifter one, you you hear her name. Yeah, but Car- you never hear the other guy's name. Yeah, it looks like Caroline, I think. Caroline I think name Machira
1: name. and Bingy. Bingy is the one yeah. that's like kind of like front and center that we see
0: most. Yes. Yeah. So um. So basically, he stabs Knowlton in, in the uh, pretty much stab Nolt right in the heart because like Borgoff and Kyle are talking and they turn around, and they say something to Nolt. He's just standing there with like, like just blood just pouring out of his chest. He's he's dead on his feet, and like they're like, oh shit, man, he's dead. And like of course Borgoff is like, no, no, what what like. You know, like I guess these guys have not experienced I mean, clearly they're t they're 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 a family mm-hmm. and they've been through this shit before, but this is like the first time one of them has probably died in the line of duty and he is like no is dead. Like he is dead dead. Yeah,
1: it is uh they are definitely in over their head.
0: Um and it's just so they don't know what's going. So we cut over to them, then we cut over to D, who is actually working his way to the uh into the Barbaro territory. I guess I guess they're Trying to follow it, they're maybe in different parts of the territory, or one's just ahead of the other. But yeah, it seems like um, D
1: is a couple steps ahead of them. Pretty, but yes, I mean, at this point, at some points, he also dodges like, like he dodged these three, uh, like the shapeshifter and the mid shadow manipulator. Like yeah. he, got, he got past all these guys, huh.
0: yeah. Well, he uh, he comes in, he's looking to go right into the heart of Barbaro territory and speak with, I guess, the elder. He's like, I have business with the Barbaroy, and he's greeted by this little old man mutant thing on a on a literal unicycle. Um, basically he's like, I don't why are you protecting the carriage? Whatever they're paying you, you know, I I need that carriage. I need to get to that carriage. And they're like, Well, well, sorry. And we got the old man's like, well, you know. As much as I like you, the elders, he's like a weird, he's like, oh, you're a good looking fella. If you don't mind a, an old lecherous old man saying shit like that to you. But like.
1: Yeah, the old mutant guy just hitting on you. Oh, I'm <laughs> telling you,
0: man. it makes Whoa, my wow. pecker flutter like a hummingbird. But basically the long and short of it here, Cody, is like, no, nah, the Barbaroy are here to protect, uh, you know, we're here to protect creatures of the night. And we're not going to change our stripes anytime soon. But he says, if I were it would definitely be for somebody like you, which is such a shame that now we have to kill you. Um, and that's, um, and you see the carriage kind of off in the disc, of the carriage is there in the heart of the Barbaro territory, and you see, um, and Dee's like, well, you know, it's a shame, you guys are warriors. You, um, you know, just, you, know, you know, why would you have me fight all of these uh, warriors? That's when you hear ben, uh, Bengi from like, off in the background saying like, oh, it's not fair, he's complaining about it all three against one, it's, un- you know, there's, like, really mocking D at this point.
1: Yeah, well, because Bengi and Caroline and uh, Werewolf, dude, they all, Bengi's like, hey, let let us fight him.
0: Yeah, yeah, let him fight against the, you know, I get, th- these are, like, the villains of the movie. So you're like, okay, we, we've got some, we've got some bads that the people have got to overcome to get mm-hmm. through this. But, uh, Cody, so before things can really, you know, before business can pick up, as Jim Ross would say, we cut we flash back to the Marcus brothers and they're 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 doing something with Grove in the back of the van. They've got him hooked up with some monitors and they're like, hey man, we really need you to do this for us, buddy. Are you gonna be okay? And they're just like, don't overdo it. So they give him this shot of something. And we go we cut back to D and these mutants, and you see this bright light just coming, like coming in hot. And it's like this. I don't know. it's this floating figure surrounded by all this light. Uh, Cody, it's fucking Grove. or is it's his soul, it's his life force. it is something because he comes in and he just starts shitting fucking holy light beams of magic, just cutting through pretty much everything in this area
1: uh, like, he t- he, t- he takes care of takes care of business Grove
0: here. is the ultimate weapon, yeah, and he Grove, kind of-
1: this, this he basically provides, like, a distraction for D to kind of get away and get after the carriage.
0: Yep. Yeah, Grove is just tearing through this fucking territory, and, uh, so, Grove, the carriage starts to get away, D starts going after the carriage, Grove is actually right there behind the carriage, and he goes to shoot it, but, like, Bengi, like, takes a shot directly and, like, absorbs it, which was really cool, and then, um, of course, the carriage starts to get away, Grove turns around to I guess try to you know fuck with D too, but D just, just makes short work of that shit, which brings whatever this essence or soul is back into Grove's body. Which, as this is happening, you see Grove's body and it is so frail; he's practically skin and bones. Yeah. So whatever it is he can do, it's killing him.
1: Yeah, that that's the vibe I was getting off this because he is like like I mean we mentioned at the beginning he is in rough rough shape and it seems like yeah the more they inject him with whatever this juice in this vial is it is I mean, it's helping him get from point A to point B, but it is killing him quite literally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like while he has a very powerful ability, it's very much limited use. So, so he goes back into his body. We cut back to Dean. He's going after the carriage again. Um, but he uh he actually gets trapped pretty quickly by our old pal, uh, our old pal uh, Benji here, yeah, Benji here, and he almost gets trapped in like this little shadow realm. But also, too, we got to pour one out for our man D's horse, because um, D's horse bites the bullet here. bites just, just dead. Just fucking dead. He gets the horse and D get trapped in the shadow. The horse hits the bottom of this cliff and just explodes.
1: Oh, man, he is, in, he is in horse heaven with our old boy Luke from the first movie. That's
0: right, boy, boy, boy. Shout-outs to all the horses that uh, that died making these movies, <laughs> the animated horses that died making these movies. That's but
1: right. Yeah, and D, D
0: is so- now trapped in this shadow realm puzzle thing that bingy has
1: yeah it's almost like she's got like a little spider web thing and she's like you'll be trapped here
0: forever she says some corny bad yeah guy you lines. can stay here. not fair not fair you can stay here until you rot you know what i mean but so D- like really cool lines from bingy here
1: but d's got his left hand and the left hand kind of i guess absorbs all of that and kind of gets him out of there is what it
0: yep i, I think happens but- yeah, well, before that happens, Cody, while D is trapped, the Marcus brothers are coming in hot on the carriage here. And um, I, want, I don't remember, I don't think it's... No, it is here, where um, uh, we Caroline finally gets to do her thing. Because um, she jumps off the carriage, and basically the Marcus brothers just fucking run over. And um, she's actually under the... Under the van at this point, and I guess she can shape change, or she's like almost like a turn, like a T one thousand, like from Terminator two. She basically like becomes the metal on the bottom of the van, and just all of a sudden you see these pointy like spikes start to come up through the bottom, and then it's just like they shoot through the top, and then like little spikes come off at the other spike. It just like she basically just like turns this fucking van into a, just a death box, but. They all happen to live, Cody. Thankfully they're all agile and they're all able to to move around and dodge inside this. And this van is massive by the way. It's like a like a battle wagon or a tank of some kind. Yeah. But um but this brings the van to an ass grinding halt. And they're out in the middle of like the desert and like this again, we're talking in the distant future, so it looks like an old almost like a refinery, because they're like these like oil towers and like cranes and things. And what makes this uh scary. Cody is like, there's a lot of shadows cast over um, this area.
1: Right. So And Charlotte is every... the shadow one, right? She's the. Oh, uh, no, Bingy is the shadow not one. Not Charlotte. Uh, I thought Caroline was. Oh, Caroline is a no, shapeshifter. It...
0: Okay. Yeah. My yeah. Bingy is the guy who can move around in the shadows. So. This is where we actually get to see uh, the Marcus brothers, um, because they pull out, they get out of the van, like, Borgoff gets out, kind of dusts himself off. He checks on Layla and Grove. He's like, Kyle, are you okay? And Kyle's like, he's, like, hunched up, like, under one of the wheel wells. He's like, shut up. He's out there. Like, they're still here. Um, So they devise a little plan to take this guy out, which I think is really, really cool that they, you know, they end up actually, they end up taking this guy out together, because he tries to, Bingy's like, moving through the shadows,
1: yeah, and they, kind, and of, they Kyle, kind of bait her out here.
0: Yeah, well, absolutely. Like, Kyle's in a position where, like, because like it's really cool, because Bengi's, like, moving, like, all the shadows are kind of, like, connected and overcast just from where the sun is positioned, so Bengi's, like, moving through all the different shadows, and Kyle's just standing in a spot where his shadow's connected to the other one, and as Bengi comes out tries to pretty much do the same thing he did to Nol. you see Borgoff just fucking just start lighting this guy up again, the arrows start raining down, and Bengi starts moving and then Kyle comes in with his blade. Um which they knew that was gonna happen. All of a sudden he's like up he's he like he had like shot himself up to like the top of the uh, tower and nope they fucking they Kyle gets him with his blade and I want to say they get him with some arrows in the back and that's the end of Bengi man. They fucking they baited him like a fish, my guy.
1: Yeah, they get revenge for their brother Nolt and uh They do.
0: One one so of our all is... one of our big bads is taken care of. Indeed. All is starting to get better here. Um, and then I want to say this is where... This is where uh, Layla and Kyle we kind were, of heading to, we're heading into town.
1: Yeah, because obviously their van or their tank, however you want to put it, is, is fuel-less. There's all these repairs that need to be made, so Bargov kind of stays behind. He's like, I'll make the yep. repairs. You guys go to town and get fuel. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh,
0: this is where D is at. He actually gets out of this shadow here and he's able to um, he's able to survive. And D's actually walking through the desert. You actually get a really cool uh, a kind of a cool scene here with uh, the hand talk. D talking to him about uh, something called heat syndrome. He's uh, I guess D being uh, being a, a Dan Peel makes him he, he still is not immune to the sun. So the if he's out in the sun for an extended period of time, which comes into play later, like it can have a detrimental effect on him. So the hand's like, oh man, though, boy, having a horse would have been really great right now. You know, you don't want to get stuck out here with that heat syndrome, man. So basically they're all kind of heading to this same town. And uh, we actually get a, kind of a really cool scene. It, it's crazy. And it's crazy to see. Cause like, the the Marx Brothers are getting their full they're they're getting their fuel tanks filled and the guy's like oh no don't take you know I, I, you don't owe me nothing you guys are doing the good work and Kyle's like come on man just take my money you know like trying to like be nice and charitable so like, you get the vibe they're like these are okay like they're trying to be good people but then they do some shit like they're getting ready to do now where um as they're getting ready to pull out of town they see Dee coming up from the road and she's like uh and kyle and layla kind of have like this really awkward moment and she's like why don't you go and kyle's like well why do you want to stick around you like this guy you want fuck him or something like that and she's like back the fuck off get back over there but she goes into a bar um grabs herself a cold one as she should you know on shonen and suds that's right (laughs) and um she of course she she turns a lot of heads she's wearing this skin tight you know body suit and she's wearing all red comes goes into this bar of course she's going to turn heads she goes up bellies up to the bar grabs herself a beer and uh the sheriff walks over and he's like hey you know i've been, I've been admiring that uh that fancy that fancy weapon you have on your hip there and basically he's like hey i think you know, if you're gonna be in here and you should give me my weapon or give me your weapon so she like points it at him then like turns it around and gives it to him and uh this is where she her, her little plan goes into motion cody because she's like well you know i'd love to have a drink with you but i'm pretty sure you're busy right now with that uh you know with that damn, you know uh you know that hunter in in town and they're like the what
1: yeah she, <laughs> so she sells out our boy d uh uh-huh.
0: she does and boy howdy well, this cold bitch because uh so basically d's in town going to get a new horse and he finds a guy he buys the horse which from what it says from what it says in the dialogue coming up here because this is actually a really cool scene um the dialogue makes it seem like that this horse was not fucking cheap and so the sheriff and all these fucking goons come rolling in as Dee's saddling up his horse and they're like, hey, you can't have this horse you know you can't sell to this guy you know he's, he's you know we, we, we can't he needs to leave this town immediately um and like they're ready to fucking kill this guy and the old man's like Nope, he paid for this thing fair and square. He, uh, you know, at the price I'm asking, he paid for it. It's his horse. He can have it. And um, this, this old man begins to tell a story about how, you know, he tells the sheriff, remember that time when those children were kidnapped? The, you know, and the sheriff's like, oh, yeah, I remember. He's like, well, this happened before you were alive. And the kidnappers ended up being vampires. But these kids were rescued by a uh hunter. And then, of course, the old man like kind of stick to his sticks to his guns. Literally, pulls out this fucking makeshift rifle that's bigger than he is, and points at the sheriff. He's like, "You know, I don't want to do this, but you're gonna let this guy walk out of here. It's the least I could do for what he did for me back then." And you find out that this old man was actually one of those kids that de-rescued. So it's like. I thought that was a really cool thing to see, and he was even like, you might not remember it, but I've I've been I I felt so terrible how everybody, because everybody just treated him like shit, even though he rescued those kids.
1: Yeah, D, D, um, D had basically we, rescued these kids, and like the townspeople still chased him out of town.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of you know, we you, we saw a lot of that in the in the first movie too. That nobody trusted his kind. They're like, oh, he's a fucking freak. But like, D is still like a consummate good person. And the old man was like, you know, this is the least I could do to repay you. Um, so basically, he he holds off the sheriff, and they let him fucking go, and he's on his horse, and he is back out the door. Because that's one of the things, too, like, D has not aged a day since we saw him last. And who knows how far into the future this is from the first movie. Mm-hmm. I like to think all the old characters are so dead and gone that, like, we're talking lifetimes, Cody, lifetimes.
1: Yeah, I could can, I can absolutely see that.
0: So so now we're back on the chase here, Cody. And I want to say here we're at a point where the... This is, this
1: is where the Myers carriage, he actually stops so that, like, Charlotte can go out and, like, see the sun.
0: Yeah, she will stretch her yams for a bit. She misses the sun, so yeah, it um, seems the like, other two guards are there.
1: Yeah, and it seems like they have, like, a, a pretty good relationship. Like, she loves Meyer. like, and, like... Oh, yeah. The feeling is definitely mutual here. And, like, he, like, treats her very well. It's, like, it's almost like he shouldn't be the big bad here. Um, And we'll see more of that going into it later. Um, But then, of course, our boy D shows up. And he's kind of... Oh, yeah, and he's ready to rumble. Oh, yeah, he's chatting with her. He's, like, he can't be in love... She's, like, I'm in love with him. He's, like, you can't be in love with him. You don't know what he is. Um, And before D can, like, make a move to, like, save her, essentially, uh, old Layla pops out, of course, because she's been hot on his trail.
0: God damn it! God damn it, you cold bitch!
1: <clears throat> and all this gets inter- god
0: damn it, Bobby.
1: <laughs> yeah, and all this gets interrupted by fucking Caroline and old Wolf Man.
0: Yeah, because it's a really cool scene because like they're getting ready to fight. Like Dee's got his hand on his sword and he's just like above you, and the uh, Caroline comes and yokes up uh, Layla, and um, the the Wolf grabs Charlotte and heads back to the carriage. And now we get a bit of a fight scene here with um, um pretty much Dee. And Layla versus Caroline. Um, This is Caroline's pretty much her last stand here. Because she gets into the forest. She's hiding into the trees here. She's blending in. Um, But also what's happening here, Cody, is uh, that heat is starting to catch up to D, And he's starting to succumb to the heat syndrome.
1: Yeah, he is struggling. And he's basically just trying to stay alive at this point. Um, Yep. And, like, so Caroline's, like, fucking sheep shifting into, like, parts of the tree. Like, almost becoming, like, roots and stuff like that. Um, fortunately for us, we get, a uh, probably the greatest luck of all time, Chris, because mm-hmm. <laughs> like D is basically down for the count. Um, and Layla is, he, he thought he killed Caroline, but like Caroline's still alive. Layla goes to fight her. Um, and Layla, I think she throws a knife into Caroline's like head. oh yeah. Thanks that the job is done. Um, but Caroline clearly still alive. She's like, what if I, I need to repay the favor and like. I thought she was going to just chuck the knife back at Layla, but Chris, <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking, <laughs> by the greatest stroke of luck I've ever seen in probably any anime. This this is like, it's not as bad, but it's on par with like the Afro Samurai Resurrection, like...
0: <laughs> hey, that that storm was moving in fast, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it sure was, because I could have sworn it was just sunny out, sunny and <laughs> high of 75 and fucking boys next it thing went we...
0: from clouds and hellfire and brimstone really quickly
1: <laughs> yeah because uh caroline gets or, uh, no, what's her
0: uh yeah what's well, caroline it the knife caroline, in yeah. her head is like a lightning rod and this fucking stroke of lightning just
1: fucking pikachu comes through and takes care of business here um, Y'all
0: hardcore and uh, she is roasted toasted and burnt to a crisp salute your shorts reference enjoy that um <laughs> Yeah, Chris, so uh,
1: when I first saw this I thought I was like, Okay, so D's back up and he just he's got some sweet lightning magic or something. No, it was just actual lightning and it just starts raining and I'm like Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Fine by me. W-
0: wiping your hands clean of that one. And uh so No, go ahead.
1: I I was gonna say it I was like, it's still less ridiculous than Afro getting revived by his one friend like his heart blowing up and then shocking Afro back to life and resurrection, so I'm fine, oh, yeah, absolutely. this is fine. I, 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 this is a I'm pass fine in my with a,
0: I'm fine with a with a freak of with just a freak natural occurrence in life happening. People get struck by lightning all the time. It happens. You know what? Fine. It happens. yep. so, but Layla, because all, you know one of the things we didn't mention here, Layla was actually present while that old man like she was kind of poking around outside of the barn or the stable where Dee bought that horse. And she heard the story of what the old man was saying. And, Layla's kind of here, returning the favor. She actually, because like D needs to bury himself until, like, until like the effects of the the heat and the sunlight wear off. So Layla actually digs a hole for him, and she actually sits with him until he recovers, which is kind of kind of nice. You know what I mean? Kind of repaying the favor.
1: Yeah, which is nice because like she didn't even thank him for healing her wounds and like bandaging her up and all this stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's cool because like when D starts to wake up, we kind of get. A scene with Le- or a scene with him and Layla where they' she kind of, she yeah, kind we of get just, her back yeah, we get her backstory, and she basically reveals that, like a vampire in her childhood like getting her mother, and like I want to say they turned her mother um and then
0: like well, they they're like they like stoned her, they, they killed her, and then they like what they do like they they killed her father too. Yeah, yeah, mother. And pretty much she became an orphan because, like, the town turned on her parents or some shit like that, yeah, and, and that's when she joined the Marcus Brothers.
1: Yeah, and she says, like, the town stoned her mother to death in front of her. I was like, damn, mm-hmm. she's got, you can see where her, like, why she has, like, this, this that grudge, I guess is for lack of a better term. Um, but, yeah, so she had joined the Mo- Marcus Brothers as a way, basically, to avenge her parents.
0: Yeah, and then they make themselves like a fun little pack. Like, hey, you know, they promise to visit each other's graves when they die. And of course, Layla's like, "Well, I mean, you'll probably be the only one to come visit me because I've got nobody." Um, yeah.
1: yeah, but here also D kind of makes it seem like he doesn't think he's gonna make it through this, um, which is odd to me. I I, I was like, mm-hmm. "You can't be killing D off here," because like, oh,
0: one last ride, man. It's it's like it's like Fast Seven, and then Fast Eight, <laughs> and then Fast Nine. Like it's it's always one last ride, Cody.
1: We don't need no Hobbs and Shaw here. But, uh...
0: No, 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 no. We're here. D and Layla, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> um, but yeah,
1: D kind of gives off a vibe that like he might not make it through this, which I was like, Man, I don't know. This big bad guy doesn't seem nearly as big and bad. He kind of seems like a kind of a good, a, a good bad, if that makes any sense.
0: No, absolutely. Because, Cody, this is where this is where like the story's all starting to come to a head here, because the 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 cap the the carriage is actually on its way to Castle Chase, which we start to find, not to hop ahead a little bit, but the reason they're going here is there's something there that can take them to where they can be in peace. Um, and of course, the Marcus brothers are you know they're they're scoping out the carriage is like on this bridge, um, and of course you know Borgoff's ready like they're they're just they're just ready to put this baby to bed. And uh, they're talking. I love the banter here because they're like uh, uh, Borgoff's, like, oh, they're heading to, they're heading to, you know, they're heading towards the castle. And Kyle's like, yeah, they're heading to the castle. Castle Chase, are you fucking insane? Like, if we go there, we will die. We need to stop. It is not worth it. It is not. Yeah, you know, like, like Kyle's like, he's like ready to throw in the fucking towel. He's like, there's no way I'm going there. Yeah, but. Borgoff is like, well, let's set a little trap. You know, we got, I got, I got a thing here. You know, we can, you know, we can make something happen.
1: Yeah, and they basically set these explosives on this bridge. They, I guess, they cut off the carriage. Like they, yeah, they took a shortcut and they figured out where the bridge or where the carriage oh, was headed. The old
0: left turn at Albuquerque, huh? Classic yeah. move.
1: That's right. So they got this thing set up with explosives, and of course, Meyer's carriage pulls up, and uh, yeah. unfortunately for yeah. our boys here.
0: Yeah, this is this is a really neat scene because like they 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 stop the carriage and they're, with an explosion they're like, hey, you know, you're we get we got you surrounded with explosives. If you if you move an inch, you're done. And so Kyle goes up to the carriage, grabs Charlotte out of it. Um, and then you see like like you see this really cool scene with the I forget the wolf guy's name, but like Machira, he's like his like vision changes and he can actually see where the explosives are, and he just makes a jump for it. He, you know, he just hops in the water and he, like almost like he abandoned the carriage.
1: Oh yeah, man, Chris. He has the fucking Byaku gun for Naruto yeah. fans out there. He fucking can see anything. And uh he he like hops off and then like we don't see him for a little bit. Um
0: Yep. And we get this cool scene while while he's gone because they've got Charlotte and all of a sudden like the carriage bursts open and fucking Meyer Link comes out in broad daylight and Cody, he is burning up. Literally. He is on fire. And what sucks here is like you know they've got Charlotte, they're holding her, and like she's like looking at him like he he is just like like my you you see like the love that these two have because like Meyer's ready to die for this girl like right now he's ready to just walk over there, get his get his beloved, and um yeah, it almost what's seems, crazy it almost seems like
1: I mean I guess the first scene isn't really how do I not really uh, expanded on very well, but it almost seems like like they these two really, like, there's just love here. There's no... Yeah, It almost seems like she wasn't even kidnapped. It was more like, uh, I'm <laughs> swinging by at 7. I'll pick you up. Be ready by then. Right. I'll bring That's the right. carriage, and we're going to Applebee's.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Not that for, for a nice tall boy Brutus? I'm saying a nice,
1: nice 2 for 20, Chris.
0: <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That'll get him juicing like an orange. <laughs> and, uh, so... So what happens here is like she actually breaks away from Kyle and runs over to him and is like hugging him and embracing him and and um, of course while before she does that like Borgoff is like just fucking with him like shooting him with arrows in the legs and just like they're they're really like toying with him like I don't know like a wounded animal like it was really 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 bad form from the Marcus brothers here but Charlotte breaks away she pulls one of the arrows out of Meyer and is ready she's like ready to take her own life she's ready to be like I'll I'll, I'll die with you right here. And uh, Borgoff's like, all right, we're done. Let's get her and get out of here and kill him. And as Kyle fucking pulls out the daggers to go, you just see these three fucking swipes just go right through the back of his fucking neck, down his back, pretty much splitting him in three.
1: Yeah, because our boy Machira has, uh... He's... (gasps) He he wasn't... He didn't get... He was playing possum, I guess, for lack of a better term. Oh, yeah. uh... He takes out Kyle, killing Kyle, and then yeah,
0: um, yeah, basically it grips him in three, and you see he's got like this fucking wolf face in his stomach. He is, he is ready to go, and of course Borgoff is like, well, fuck, I, I can't do anything now. He sees Kyle's dead, and he's just, he's just, he's got, he's got to jump for it. Yeah, he's um, got to
1: jump for the water blow, and he's like, well, at least I got the explosives. Oh boy! But unfortunately for him, our boy Machira has already fucking got rid of the <laughs> explosives and chucked tossed him in the water. In the water. Yeah, because when. Borgoth's fall and he hits the explosive like he hits the button to activate him and the water starts like exploding out and he's like, Wait. Oh no. Yep. <laughs> we've been we've been bamboozled.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I, I honestly thought Borgoff was dead here, but that's not the case. And um so now we kind of figure out why they're heading to Castle Chape. They're the actual uh, a very familiar name, uh Cody. Uh they reach out to the Countess uh Carmela, who is a very familiar name in vampire lore. Um basically they need her help to get to the city of the night. Um, basically, it's a, a vampire he like has it's, a fucking that? rocket ship, Chris. <laughs> dude, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's vampires in space. The city of the night is literally the darkness of space. Yeah, um, which, and like, that's all. That's what those crumbled like buildings and shit we saw up in space, like in the beginning.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, which I'm glad you mentioned that because it's something on my first watch through. I didn't honestly. I was kind of just reading the text boxes that were popping up. I wasn't like really focused in on what was going on in the background. Um, but it, but it makes sense now. I was like, wait, Carmela has a rocket ship. And now that you, you, you explain it, like in reading the wiki and like hearing you talk about it, like I understand, like, okay, so that's yep. where the city of the night
0: is. Yep. And, and um, so things kind of, this is where the, it kind of starts going in a break. nest, like, we're wrapping this shit up now. because um. The, the carriage is almost at the castle. The Marcus brothers, uh, pretty much, who's left, just Layla, D, and Grove. And uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, Borgoff, Layla, and Grove. And Borgoff is fucking laser focused. Like he's just, he's just driving, not saying a word. And Grove's like, man, Borgoff, we 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 can't do this. Like we're, we, let's stop. You know, we can't go into Castle Chase. You know that. And of course, Borgoff's stubborn. He's like, we owe it to Kyle and Nolte. They're dead. We need to see this through. Um, and even Layla's kind of like, yeah, we don't give up. That They're afraid of us. They 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 know us. They're afraid of us because we don't give up. We've never given up. And if we give up now, we might as well just quit the business while we're at it. Rove's just like, well, I'm just going to roll over and lay here and just lay here. That's all I can do. Yeah, try not um, to die for now. <laughs> pretty much. Um, just, uh... But then we got back to the carriage and uh, Mashira basically is like he jumps off the carriage. Is like, hey, you know, go straight. You know, like you, you're almost to the castle. Basically, he's gonna stay there and wait for D to fight.
1: Um, yeah, basically being like a last line of defense. And w- while we're in the carriage, we also see like, and I guess a little bit before this, we see Myers like really struggling not to not to drink Charlotte's blood at this point. Oh, dude, he wants to
0: take a bite out of crime so bad. But it's really cool because like you see him like he, he gets the teeth out. He sees like the, the the blood flow in her neck. Oh, he wants. Cody, he wants a bite so bad. He wants. He wants. He wants them cheeks.
1: Uh, yeah, but is he, and that neck. Yeah, but it makes it seem like he's not like our. I can't remember the big bad from the first.
0: Oh, uh, Magnus Lee.
1: Magn. Yeah, he's no Magnus Lee. He's actually like has
0: a heart, and like you can tell, there's actually some care uh, behind this. World. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just want to be happy. They want to be. They, they got the. You know, they got this whole forbidden love thing going on. They just want to be happy. So. That's what leads them here to Castle Champ. Now, Cody, there's some things here, some lore about this castle that we find out that uh, Carmella was basically, you know, just a a terrible, terrible vampire. Like, just a 5,000-year reign of terror and blood, and she was actually sealed away by Dracula. But they say that she, like, they... She still haunts the castle, so this is where it, it, it's kind of a throwaway line. But basically, what we're ha- what's happening here is uh, we find out that Carmela's not actually alive. It's just like her visage or her soul that welcomes Meyer and Charlotte in, and basically it like tells them, hey, you know, you must be tired. Why don't you go up to her room, take you know, take a load off, you know, wash up, be per- you know, We'll we'll get you where you're going. Like there's there's something very sinister about her when you meet her.
1: Yeah, she's like, and, oh, go ahead and get washed up. You know, my space rocket will be ready here soon. So, uh. Yeah,
0: and then you see the rocket ship that's going to take them to the city. And it looks just like literally like a miniature castle. Um, so that that's when that's when the weird shit starts happening. Cody, like, uh, Meyer and her are in a room, and Meyer and Charlotte are in a room, and Meyer's like, you know, he uh, he he tells her to like get some rest, and he's going out to. He actually he says, "I have some unfinished business," so he steps outside, and he. He he's quickly met by D and it's like, okay, well, is D in the castle? But before we, and I, I I apologize, I do skip the part because we we get to see the fight here with the uh, Mashira and D, which Cody, it's not a fight. We we come in just in time <laughs> to see D just slash Mashira and he's dead.
1: Yeah. But right, but, but probably, this is where we find out. One of very few no, go ahead. one of very few gripes is this fight is just, yeah, it's not my even only
0: fight. gripe. It's, like, it's, it's almost like a throwaway scene because like, this is where we get the reveal that, no, D, like, D, like, slashed him. He's like, who hired you? He's like, Carmella hired us. And it's, D's yeah. like, why? And he's just like, mm. he just dies.
1: Yeah. We get to see, like, okay, so Carmella's the one that hired these guys. So mm-hmm. Like, there, there's it's, it's like a it's like a double crossing, triple crossing kind of situation. Dude, you know, right? it's the
0: art of the deal, bro. It's the um, swerve. It's the the double swerve. It's the Montreal screw job. It's happening.
1: Man, Carmella is the bad guy of the Montreal screw job. Jesus Christ. Oh, she it, is. Any, Car- any wrestling fans out there will get that one for sure.
0: That's right. Car- Carmella put D in the sharpshooter. No. Um, but um but this is where we start okay, there is clearly bad shit's gonna happen in the castle. So Meyer runs into D in the castle, which I didn't realize he was there yet. Um, and D is like, you know, Meyer, it's over. She, she wants to go home and he opens up his cloak and Charlotte's there. And it's like, wait a goddamn minute. What's going on here? And as, as Meyer's like distracted, you just see this fucking flash go right through him. And then you see like this ax go back into the hand of one of these like armored statues on the side of the hallway that they're on and basically cuts Meyer Lincoln in half.
1: Yeah. And he, he falls on the ground all... Literally split in two, um and this is yeah, where we then get, like we get this and... is, we get this yeah. is where the illusions begin here, um, yeah, because we get like a scene of Charlotte like in this, I don't know if I call it a throne room, but there's like you got Carmilla's real body is in there, and like you see Meyer come in and like bite Charlotte,
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah it, there's it's it's really weird we, know we just saw I... Meyer get cut in half. Yeah, so, like, D the, the the D and Charlotte that Meyer see just kind of, like, disappeared. It's like a puff of smoke and bats. And now the Marcus brothers are here. And so Charlotte's in her room, and there's, like, a throne room with, like, a sword stuck in a coffin. But then, like, the mirror in the room turns into a case of stairs, and she like Meyer calls out to her. So she follows Meyer up these stairs. Um, Borgoth and Layla separate. Grove stays in the van, as as he does. Um, Borgoth goes down to, like, the crypt. And while he's down there, he sees like, these two coffins come flying at him, and he shoots them. And out of those coffins uh, pop Colton, uh, Kyle and Nolt. And Borgoff's like, oh, shit, Kyle. You know, like he's, I guess he's just so grief-stricken that he just turns stupid for a second. Because as he's like, one, like oh, my God, you guys are alive. What's going on? It's, you're a sight for sore eyes. I miss you. And as that happens, fucking three of his own arrows just go right into his back. And then you see, like, he's, he's, like, face down on the ground, and then you see, like, the cross that he had around his neck just kind of, like, melt and dissolve away.
1: Yeah, and then we flash over to Layla, who's seeing...
0: Like, uh, herself uh, as a kid?
1: Are these hallucinations? Yeah, I was kind of... I thought this was, like, her daughter, or, like, her. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was kind of confusing, because, especially at the end, because we see a girl that looks identical Mm -hmm. to this hallucination that Layla seems, but she sees somebody Mm -hmm. from her family or herself. Yep. um,
0: yeah, it, and and of course, like while that's happening, D is like seeing his mother, and D is, D does is not fooled for a second. He's just like, nope, that's fake.
1: Yeah, just instantly slices through his his own quote unquote mother. But now we know it's yeah. we know it's just Carmela fucking
0: around playing games. Exactly, and then while that's happening, Charlotte's following Meyer up these stairs, and he takes a bite out of her neck.
1: Yeah, and she thinks so it's it's like, like, she thinks she thinks it. it's the real Meyer because she's like, why are you like? Because, like, he hesit- like Carmilla knows what she's doing. She even, like, fakes the little hesitation that Meyer had been mm-hmm. doing. Um, yeah, he eventually bites her, and, like, her blood pours out and basically goes into Carmilla's true form, like her actual physical body.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like, Layla's little, the vision she's having, like, the young version of her tries to run away, and she goes to chase it, and Dee just yokes her out of the illusion because a chandelier is about to fall on her head, the old classic Acme anvil coming down. So... And this is, and then when that happens, uh, Borgoff starts firing some arrows at D. And Borgoff comes out of nowhere and starts, uh, basically, like threatening D. And then he grabs Layla. And this is where Layla relies. Borgoff is, uh, my man's been turned, Cody. He is, uh, he has got the the bite holes in his neck. Borgoff is now a vampire. You hate to see it. <clears throat> you, you you hate to see it. You, just you definitely hate, to, hate, see hate to see it. Um, and um, and all this is happening like stop.
1: this is all happening in like back to back to back scenes. We are fucking. F- Cruising here.
0: Yeah, we're, we're yeah we're coming down the home stretch. Like we're, the movie's basically over. So so Carmela's body's coming out of this coffin. Borgoth, vampire Borgoff is about to kill Layla. Uh, Dee's ready to just fucking strike him down. But then out of nowhere, our boy fucking Grove comes out of the van. Like I mean, his visage comes out of the van, and he runs and just just grabs Borgoff, gives him a hug, and they both just explode. And then it cuts back to grove in the van he flatlines and you see his arm hit the ground and he's got the syringe in his hand so now grove is dead too
1: yeah so all the marcus brothers are are taken out um Mm -hmm. and then we
0: get our. this is like this is within like five minutes of them being in the castle by the way like this shit is coming down the home stretch
1: oh chris we are fucking hauling ass um yeah now then meyer like puts himself back together (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck happens here, but it goes from being cut in half to just being Meyer again. I was like, all right.
0: I'm... Yep. And then like Carmela reveals herself and her plan. Um and D is like she's like overpowering D and like she's like talking shit to D's like you're just a damn peel hunter. You're you're not, you know basically you're not shit. I've seen people like you come and go. Right. The fact that you're you know, you're a disgrace. Why are you saving them? They're cattle, they're livestock. Basically, like Carmella is in every fucking iteration of Carmella, and um, but she tries to kill Dean. All of course, you know, just like he did in the last movie, he goes into fucking you know Super Saiyan D mode, and you realize that he is fucking the son of Dracula because his power is too much for Carmella.
1: Yeah, he makes quick work of her, and then we got Meyer. He's back, and he, he's he's realizing that like. His bride to be Charlotte has been uh she's yeah,
0: actually. She's, she's actually really been bitten by the way. Yeah, she's uh she's dying. Yeah, she's she, actually
1: dying. Yeah, she is dying and um
0: Can we cue the cutting crew? Bump bump bum, bum 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 I just died in your arms tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, quite literally here. Um But yeah, and then it it makes it seem like we're gonna get like this. This big final clash between D and Meyer, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a neat little back and forth for a few minutes. Um, but D ends up like when he stab, he goes for like the final like mm-hmm. blow, if I, if you will. Um, and he stabs like above his heart, so he doesn't stab through his heart. And Meyer's like, you know, why why did you do that? And He's like, look, mm-hmm. I I just need the ring from her finger to take back to her family, like to prove that, you know, we did. I did yeah. all I could. Um, and we see yeah, like she's dead. That's we fine. see, yeah. We see Layla go grab the ring. Um, yeah,
0: because Layla's had enough, too. She's like, I'm tired of death. I'm tired of fighting. Oh man, I'm over it.
1: We get the awesome scene where the ring's, like, bouncing towards D, and he, like, rolls oh, it up that's... his sword, and he, like, just grabs the yeah. ring, she's the sword, and he's like, all right. Deuces. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>
0: yeah, y'all y'all have fun in your city space thing. Yeah, whatever. Out.
1: Which it, it kind of takes away from, like, our big final fight, but, like, all along, it seemed like Meyer really wasn't that bad of a of a person. And,
0: and I think... D realized that from Jump Street.
1: Yeah, it was almost kind of like a like a like a Romeo and Juliet kind of situation.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, very much so. Like, obviously... And I genuinely think had D not been interrupted when he was talking to her outside, they would have probably just kept on talking. Because I, I really feel like at a certain point, D was like, well, fuck it, just go be together. I just need something to take back to the family so I can make my fucking cash.
1: Right. Um, but yeah, he, he gets the ring, and he kind of just, him and Layla, Layla's like, hey, you mind giving me a ride? Because uh, they're obviously the only two survivors out of this. Um, yep. My, Meyer kind of takes Layla's body, or uh, takes Charlotte's body, excuse me. Yep.
0: Meanwhile, the castle is crumbling around them because Carmella is dead. Because um, yeah, dead, Meyer dead. Because we time. didn't mention, when Meyer shows up, like Carmella's like bloody, real body's trying to get over to Charlotte. And that's when Meyer Lee comes in and pretty much just cuts it to pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when he sees her pretty much dying, and, and she ends up dying in his arms. Yeah,
1: um, it seems like in this universe, when, the, when the, the ruler of the castle dies, the castle comes down with it.
0: Um, I mean, that's like Vampires 101, right? Like I, I feel like if the, if the lord of the castle dies, the castle crumbles right behind.
1: Him. That's right, but Meyer, of course, making quick work, he, uh, he grabs up Charlotte's body and hops on his space rocket ship and heads off to the City of the night.
0: Yeah, as they're getting ready right, to as they're as Dean and Layla are getting right right off in the in the crumbling castle, they see the rocket start to shoot up, and like Layla's like, "Yeah, go!" Like she's like really happy to see him go. And uh, basically, it... from there, Cody, we cut. No, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. I was gonna say, basically, from there, we're coming to the last scene of the movie. We uh, we cut to like a funeral scene, and like I initially thought that it's like, oh, this is just Charlotte's funeral. They're same. Just that's having like a makeshift funeral. Court. Dude, that's what
1: I thought. I
0: thought the same thing. Oh yeah, but it, it was a really cool swerve because then, then, like, you see D off under a tree, and that makes sense because he delivered the ring. He's still in town, whatever. Then the little girl runs over and she's like, "Hey, you are him. You knew my grandmother Layla, didn't you?" And it's like, "Wait a goddamn minute." Did we time jump. Do we time jump like eighty years in the future? We sure did, Chris. <laughs> we sure
1: as shit did. With no, with no, uh. No help from, like, the, the the information cues. Like, no subtitle that says 80 years later, nothing.
0: <laughs> 80 years later. Yeah, nothing. Just a throwaway line saying, hey, you knew my grandmother Layla. And it, then it was cool that he actually was fulfilling. He was like, I'm just here for, because uh, she offers him, like, oh, my dad would love to have you come back. Just come back to our house, have dinner with us. And she's like, no, I'm just here fulfilling a promise to an old friend. And it was like, oh, they called back to the thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very cool, uh, which we kind of figured there would be some foreshadowing in that scene. Uh,
0: absolutely. And uh, that is that is Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. D. rides off into the sunset, and we get ready for his next adventure, whenever that will be, maybe another 20 years from
1: now. Hopefully but it'll overall, be sooner rather than later, because we, we've already passed the 20-year mark. Let's go. Let's get uh,
0: a, uh, indeed we have. Let's get I can say overall, absolutely. And overall, Cody, I still love this movie, which, now that we're done talking about it, let's hop right into the rankings.
1: All right, Chris, well, I'll, I'll let you go first because you know exactly where you're throwing. You.
0: Yeah, this is uh, this is number one on my list, Cody. This uh, this movie means a lot to me. This character means a lot to me. It was really, really cool. Um, again, it's just it's a very much a nostalgia pick. Um, you know, Vampire Hunter D, as I said on the week before that Vampire Hunter D was like the that was like the movie. that. Oh, man, this is anime. I've cut my teeth. I've become a man watching Vampire Hunter D. And then, and I was still a young kid when I saw this, and now, like, in my adulthood, being able to watch the sequel and, like, still have that same connection to the character, it was just, like, I don't know. And then even watching this movie now, like, it still holds up. It is still a good, good movie. This is another one, much like Castlevania, if somebody doesn't want to commit to a series, just show them this. Just fucking show them this. If they like that, granted... And the reason I always pick, like, something with vampires is, you know, vampires are pretty universal, right? Like, you don't need to, like, animate like, animate, like fucking vampires, right? Maybe like, everybody likes a good vampire movie. So, like, I don't know, dude. There's just—this movie just checks all the fucking boxes for me. It's it's my new number one. Sorry, Metropolis. You're great, but
1: <laughs> D is you've superior. Been, you've been dethroned by Vampire Hunter. D- well. Try it. Right.
0: Dethroned. <laughs> yeah. well,
1: well, for me— I'm... i that have to
0: take 10 gallons? <laughs>
1: Well, for me, I'm going to be a little bit harsher on it. Um, obviously better than the first movie. Um, and I'm going to put this, Chris, in between the two My Hero movies. I'm going to put it okay. just just below Two Heroes and just above cool. Heroes Rising. Um, which okay. I know we kind of see uh, from different sides of that. Like, I like Two Heroes more than Hero Rising, and you like mm-hmm. the other. In, re- in, re- in reverse there. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing for Two Heroes, I think the emotion of that final scene, the All Might fucking pose. That- All Might pose is <sighs> fucking... It it might be higher on the list when we go review our list at like our oh indeed our, our, like our one year episode when we go back and have a look at this and like um
0: not wrong with that
1: but yeah I'm gonna put it right in between it'll be my new let's see twelve ten nine eight my new number eight I guess it sounds worse than it is um but obviously we've been watching well our lists
0: are short our yeah, lists are short we're so watching it's
1: okay. all all kinds of great movies except for Seven Deadly Sins um yeah. and I mean that. <laughs> For all you Seven Deadly <laughs> Sins fans out there, yeah, sorry, it you sucks. just need to know that it is trash. Uh, yeah,
0: it's not the best, but it started out great, but then it just took a swan dive into asshole.
1: Swan dive, fucking... Jeff Hardy from the forty-foot ladder.
0: Oh man, don't do it, Jeff.
1: And he missed, like he missed the fucking <laughs>
0: threw, <laughs> he, he three went through the tables <laughs> off the t-
1: through the tables by himself. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. But now, Chris, yes. before, before we wrap this whole thing up, uh, we, we got some, uh, some, some interaction on our, on our social medias, which is nice to have. For, yeah. We don't, we don't get much. You know. We get, we get the votes, and that's about it. Um, mm-hmm. But first off, I'm going to start with our, our Facebook, our guy that hit us up on Facebook. I believe his name, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but it's Luck Nagal, I believe is his name. Uh, if sure. I'm butchering that, I apologize, but we appreciate well, you. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, he says, hey, guys, I'm a new viewer. I recently came into the show for the Death Note review. Which, my apologies right now, because that audio is dog shit. So, uh, sorry well, about we've that. We've come a long way. Yeah, we were, I was reading off a fucking 50-page script for that one. It was real bad. Um, <clears throat> but anyhow, he says, I've noticed you guys have done a lot of reviews on a couple of my favorite anime, and I would love to see you guys talk about The Promised Neverland, which we're going to get to here in just a second. He says, just watch the first episode, Trust Me, or Attack on Titan. Now, of okay. course, I did nominate Promised Neverland for our poll. Um, and we'll get to the poll at the end. Um, but then he also asked, and Attack on Titan will be on a future poll. Um, oh, 100%. 100%. Um, and Promise in Neverland, same thing. Um, and then he asked us a question, our favorite beer of all time, which I know we've answered on the podcast before, but Chris, go ahead and, uh, I'll, I'll, you answered him, but let's just tell the people, what's your what's your favorite beer of all time?
0: Yeah, you know, and Cody, my favorite beer changes. It changes a lot, um, because it depends on my mood, it depends on when you ask me. Um, the answer I gave him is one that I, it's, I'm very much. I'll, I always have a taste for it. Um, it's Saint Bernardus at twelve. It's a Belgian quad, so you're gonna get a lot of like um, a lot of these dark fruit notes. You're gonna get like things like um, like apricot. You're gonna get some some like fig. You're gonna get some like caramel. Some really nice like sweet notes. I mean, it's it's, it's a Belgian quad. It's higher in alcohol um and what i like about it it's easily accessible like to me and we talked about this when we were on the uh, the hoppy boys podcast to me accessibility is everything um you can go you can go to kroger or your local grocery store and find st bernard's at 12. it's a just a very good easily accessible belgian quad highly recommend it to anybody
1: yeah i might have to check it out one of these times I, I usually, it's, a big, it's a big beer. It'll, it'll be a lot. can't be worse than a Watermelon Lemonade Natty Light. Oh, it, 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 it,
0: Watermelon Lemonade can't even shine St. Bernardus's shoes, sir.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, for, for my answer for this, I know we've, like I said, we covered it on the podcast before. I think my favorite is just a Corona with lime. Um,
0: you're, you're a simple man. You're like, you, know, you can have any beer you want as long as it's a Corona.
1: Man, I used to hate Corona too. Uh, and then you have a Corona with lime and it's like, okay, mind. No. Corona, Corona's, oh, corona's fantastic. Um, uh, I had a trip to Mexico a few years back. I pounded down I don't know how many Coronas on the beach, and mm-hmm. ever since then, that's just been like the cell That's like my champagne of beers. Uh, that's which, the one. Which in St. Louis could probably get me killed for saying that, uh, oh, because man. we actually have a champagne of beers here. But uh,
0: Cody, the the cops are knocking on your door <laughs> yeah. as we speak <laughs> with a k- the g- the a thirty squad. of Budweiser
1: in their hands. Like, what are you saying?
0: <laughs> and you're gonna drink all of this. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, we appreciate you for uh, for reaching out and uh, thank okay. you for your question. If you guys ever want to send us questions, you can message us on Twitter, yeah. Facebook. Um, those are kind of easier than going to like the Podbean and leaving a comment. To be fair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, our our DMs are always open. And then Chris, uh, flipping over to our Twitter poll. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we had our poll, which for which anime we'd review next. I nominated Angel Beats and The Promised Neverland. You nominated Neon Genesis Evangelion. I think I'm saying that right. Yep. And Cannon Busters, and Chris, the Twitter poll was won by Cannon Busters.
0: And, uh, Get the fuck
1: out of here. Yeah, we had uh, we had our boy Peter De- Del Rey, I believe I'm saying mm-hmm. that, uh, on Twitter. He reached out and he said, Cannon Busters is the only one of these I've watched, and it's 100% because the theme song fucking slaps.
0: Now, Chris, oh we, man,
1: we say fucking slaps about just about anything we enjoy. Well,
0: that so. well that's hard, man, because like the ultimate theme song for any anime, anime is the Neon Genesis Evangelion theme song. You want to talk about a a fucking major league bop, Chris? I,
1: we are we, like I feel like we get to enjoy some like great anime anime intros, but you know, with all the great anime intros, there are Chris. There's only one fantastic anime outro, and that's that fucking. Original Helsing.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Show, um, oh, man.
1: Fantastic. But Chris, then we get the results of the poll, and it turns out Cannon Busters wins the Twitter poll. Um, oh. If I add in the Facebook votes, we got a tie between Cannon Busters. Oh man! And the Promise Neverland. So the underdog. We got a tie ball game. That's right. So what me and you we kind of talked about before the podcast, mm-hmm. we kind of said we'll just do. Cannon Buster's first, since it technically won the Twitter poll. Um, Yep. We'll do that first. I think it's only 12 episodes.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: 12 episodes on Netflix, if you guys want to watch along with us, which we highly encourage. Because otherwise, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we're going to dive into Promised Neverland, which currently the second season hasn't fully aired in English yet. Um, So... By the time so we'll we get, just cover season one yeah but we'll probably just cover season one for now, and then once the second season becomes more widely available, we'll cover that. Um, I know yeah. we got we still got the hope oh, I say hopeful very loosely here, but that seven Deadly Sins season five will premiere on Netflix at the end of this month um, mm-hmm. or they could delay it for ever if they want to. I'd be fine with and that I, I,
0: would, I wouldn't be sad.
1: no complaints here and uh, no, cancel I'm the movie, okay cancel the next movie, let's do that. Uh, yeah, just, we, got, just we cancel all of it we got way better anime to be watching here on Shonen and Suds but with all be, all that being said Chris that is all I have for this this episode Vampire uh, Hunter D that is. we've taken care of it we've checked another box and added it to
0: the ranking list absolutely and I'm glad you enjoyed it I'm glad, I, again, I always love when I can go back and watch an anime from my younger days and this one still holds up so I highly recommend it to anybody
1: absolutely, yeah, I, I can't I can't, uh, can't suggest it enough. Um, yeah guys. So look forward to next week. We'll be covering cannon busters, uh, all 12 episodes. Like I said, it's available on Netflix. If you guys want to watch along with us, it'll probably be a pretty big episode because covering 12 episodes usually takes us a little bit. Cause we like, we like to talk quite a bit in depth. And, oh, we do. Um, we like to ramble. That's right. But, uh, look forward to that. If you guys want to vote for our polls and, uh, Decide what we watch next, essentially, or uh, even leave us suggestions. You guys can check us out on Twitter and yeah, Facebook, absolutely. at Shonen and Suds. Uh, we appreciate all the recent downloads. Chris, I think we're we're closing in on like a 1,000 downloads now, which would be awesome. Wow.
0: Beautiful.
1: Uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening, leaving reviews, all that stuff. Anything you guys leave us, we'll read it on the show. We'll go over it. And uh, good or bad, indifferent, anything. We we love to hear any feedback you guys have for us.
0: So. Absolutely, yeah. If we suck.
1: We suck. That's all right, and we're just gonna keep on. now yeah. I, I, oh. I I won't say we'll, we'll keep on sucking because that that might be a that might be a questionable statement there. But <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's Chris... what happens when
0: you get one of those natty daddies in
1: you. Oh man, twenty five fluid ounces, Chris. I have got to piss. Cool. So I, we are gonna wrap this thing up, guys. Yeah, we are gonna. Ooh. I am Cody Snodgrass,
0: and I am Chris Adams, and uh, Cody will be pissing blood <laughs> next. Oh, my God, you drank all of that. You drank all of it. Chris, here is. Nothing left
1: Chris. I got
0: nothing. Oh my god. Oh, horrible. Good night everybody and wish Cody a safe a uh, speedy recovery.